from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number two is underway. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning and joining us here on this rainy start to a Saturday morning. It's supposed to be kind of partly sunny later on this afternoon. It's supposed to be clearing up a bit, so if you got plans to hit the beach or go out and do some fishing or maybe head out and go out and do some wood stuff, it's all good. What? Wood uh, stuff? I, I've been seeing so many pictures. I sent you a picture of uh, a little bit ago of uh, something I friend of mine had gotten did you get that let me see i'm gonna take a look here the same picture you sent me too yeah i sent yeah. you that picture yeah. and, got, and it started three. reminding me of things i used to do that haven't been doing as much anymore shrimping shrimping we on. used to turn around go out with the lantern at night yeah getting crabs haven't done that in years and i used to go throw a net off of a bridge and get shrimp as they went floating by you know in the evening we'd hang the lanterns and do that but uh my buddies here they've been going out there and getting shrimp uh, on the flat somewhere i'm not too sure where they've been going but they they had a really good haul the other night oh that's a good sign you know why because uh with with so many more uh, game fish out there you know the numbers of shrimp go up (laughs) (laughs) that's the way it works i guess now, pot. did you throw a cast net to do it? Because when we did it, we would walk and scoop. We would walk and scoop. And then, you know. For, for the shrimp? For shrimp, yeah. We used to do it while we were cobia fishing off of the gandy back in the day. We'd keep the cast net there, and as the shrimp went by, we'd catch the shrimp. We'd end up with a good number of shrimp at the end of the day. I but never, ever, ever, ever did it that way. No. Not once. Like too much. I know that there are a lot of people who do that. They, you know, they buy the tape nets, you know, the small mesh tape nets, and and throw, uh, you know, the cast nets, and go out to go catch shrimp that way. Uh, it seems to be getting a little more popular to do it that way. Uh, but when I was uh, a younger man, uh, me, Gino, Tom, and Pete, and everybody, we used to get out of the boat, and you know, Coleman Lantern and a Q beam spotlight, and you know, pull the boat behind us and just walk the flats and. You know, their eyes glow, you know, that, you know, pinkish red and just scoop them up and throw them in a bucket. Scoop, throw them. Just well, using a little time I, I want you that. to turn around and put out your feelers for some of the people over here and, and see if you can find a spot that will go and do that one. You know, I'll think, talk to uh, Travis on that. I know a really good spot. Oh, yeah, Travis is out every night. He's, yeah, he, he knows probably exactly sees a million of them. But uh, I used to have one of the best spots in the entire world. I mean, literally, you could uh, two – Two three people walking abreast could fill up a five gallon bucket in an uh, hour, and good hour size and shrimp too, not the little ones, yeah, the big, big ones. ones. And in that turtle grass where we used to go, it always seems like it held the biggest, biggest shrimp, not the little ones, but the big, biggie boys. And uh, we would walk through there and scoop up the crud out of them, man. But I haven't done that in a long time. And nowadays, it seems like uh, most people throw a cast net. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be a good thing to get the kids out there and and whatnot. We'll 
go out there and do something like that. Well, uh, on the phones, we have actually somebody who would probably be an expert at it. Uh, this gentleman who's been known for his uh, shrimping prowess uh, on the phones this morning is probably one of the best, if not the best, uh, cast net shrimper on the entire planet. In case he didn't know it. Did you know that, Brent? Who, me? Yeah, you! I've been known to shrimp here and there. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, Bert Gamrat. What are you doing? How are you doing, man? Uh, you oh, know, I'm doing well, guys. Uh, if you don't know who this is, uh, you know, he is the uh, one of the uh, top guides in the area, has been for a long time, but also he's been one of the best uh, uh, hosts at his nice little uh, brew pub that he has called uh, Silver King. And uh, yep. it's a beautiful place up there. If you've not gone, it's uh, – I know I was watching you going through the ups and downs of the C-19 closure, opening, closing, opening, distancing, opening, moving kind of thing. Are you guys all back up to speed now, or are you social distancing, or what are they requiring you to do up there at Silver King? Well, right now um, we are 50%. So when you come into the bar uh, brewery, um, it's a you know it's a, our 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 bar is an old 1912 jail, and our brewery is a, uh, a old fire station where we brew our beer. It's a uh, hundred hundred capacity is is the number of people we're allowed in our building, but so that means we have to have 50 people, and uh, so outside, um, hopefully it's not raining. This clears out like you guys are talking about. I'm sitting here looking at the rain right now. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, um, outside it's a hundred percent. So ha- I can have a lot of people outside. Well, th- now I know that I didn't learn this until my brother told me, of course, he's in the hospitality business as well. He's a chef up there mm-hmm. uh, at the little lamb. And he said, you got to remember that uh, the capacity also includes the, the, the employees, the staff that yeah. are there, which I did not know, yep. but, uh, yeah, I guess so people, yep. You know, you have three or four employees up there, foreign beer, you got to consider them. Yeah. So for you, I know that a lot of your, uh, stuff is outdoor activity. I mean, you know, you got live music and stuff up there every once in a while and, and that kind yeah, of so thing. Tonight, um, we're really excited tonight. We have sweet McClain. They're a duo, uh, guitar, uh, players. Um, uh, two of them just, beat the heck out of a guitar and they always have about a hundred people following them. So they'll be playing outside tonight and uh, hopefully it's, there's no rain. They'll be playing in the outside uh, high Bay area where, where the uh, fire engines used to park. And uh, so that's what we have tonight. We'll, we'll have them playing and we're rolling out a sweet lick IPA beer that um, is a nice citra hop uh, beer that uh, we brewed especially for them because they're one of our, Two favorite bands that started when Silver King started five years ago. Well, so yeah. that's what that's what that's what we have going on tonight. That's awesome. Now I got to ask you this, and uh, I've suggested this to. Uh, you know what? I'm not even. No, no, I'm not going to give that idea away. Sorry, not going to do. We it. do that too often. Too yeah, many I do. Times, I do it buddy. too. I do it way too often. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I like a good idea every now and then. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk later. Just hold on. We'll All right. We'll <laughs> All right. Well, but now uh, I got to ask you. I know that the uh, the Silver King Brewery is doing all right, but uh, how has your fishing been lately? Uh, I know you're working your butt off. You get a chance to get out there where you are and go catch some silvers because they're up there. They seem to be up there where you are all the time, all year round. Actually, yeah, uh, um, I do really. I, I, I see them up here pretty well around Anclote and Three Rooker. Uh, 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 starting in May, I was out with my buddy Dave Paul the other day. And we just drifted into some uh, some nice tailing 
uh, tarpon, which I thought was really, really awesome. And uh, their tails were sticking straight out of the water, which told me their noses noses were in the sand. Right. You know, whatever the heck they were getting, you know, uh, grunts or pinfish or if they were trying to eat some, you know, I don't know, flounder or whatever. But uh, their tails were sticking straight up in the air, so we threw some uh, – gulp jigs in on them with uh, rather lighter rods and it was fun we jumped about we jumped three of them that uh you know a couple weeks ago so but my, my tarpon fishing right now has kind of slowed up i'm not quite a uh, full-time guide at the moment um i do some charters with some old clients back in the day when i was full-time when i was running every day in may and june year after year after year down out of out of, out of uh egmont key area so i'll be I'll be down in Egmont Key June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, um, getting my, my Silver King uh, addiction on. I caught mm-hmm. my first tarpon in 1990 uh, under the Skyway Bridge. Uh, I'm 51 years old right now, so uh, man, I was a young buck back then, and ever, ever since that tarpon took off into the air and rattled its skills, and, uh, and I couldn't believe what I saw and what I hooked, <laughs> and only see, seen it on TV, I just became addicted to tarpon fishing and uh so yeah but i was a full-time guy for about 15 years nowadays with doing the brewery i'm kind of you know not quite out there uh every day like i used to be it's it's you know doing the brewery um is has become the the new uh my job well now <laughs> Brett, my I, other passion well i i dude i'm trusty uh once you do it and once you get hooked it's it's hard to it's give it done. up but uh, hang on for us. Can you hang on? we got to take a real hard break. But uh, I'd love to. All right. Well, don't go anywhere. We're talking with uh, uh, Captain Brett Gamrot. He's, uh, of course, the owner and proprietor of Silver King Brewery up there in uh, up in uh, Newport Ritchie, up in that area up there, right? Tarpon. Har- Tarpon. Tarpon Springs. Why did I say Newport Ritchie? I don't know, man. You need more Mountain Dew. I, I do. I'm uh, almost out. But uh, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, what he's doing these days when we get back. We're going to take a fast break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right there, you guys. Everybody, it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Got Braden Gunn right here, Vince Noble right there, and uh, Bill George right over there in the corner playing uh, Duck, Duck, Go or something on his uh, phone over there. And then uh, Diego's on the phone uh, on the other side talking uh, with Brad Gamrod. He's um, sitting there uh, warning him that, uh, hey, they're getting ready to talk to you again. So uh, are you all good? You still with us, Captain? Hey, yeah, I'm here. All right, you're still good? That's all good. Hey, I got to ask you something. Since you're a... You've been kind of out of the uh, get up every single day, put on your boots, get out there, catch bait at 4 o'clock in the morning, kind of gig. I know you do it still every once in a while, but as a guide and a captain who's kind of doing it part-timey, shall we say, because I know the Silver King Brewery probably takes a lot of your time. uh, What do you think about these closures and all the things that have been happening over the past year, almost two years now? What do you? What are your feelings on all that? Are you talking about the red tide closures on the closures on the snook, red and trout? Yes, on uh, you know specifically on those three items. Yes. Well, kind of, kind of mixed. People talk to me about it all the time when I when I take people out fishing. You know, these days they're like, I tell them we can't keep a trout or, or a red or a snook till May 2021, and 
and their questions like, wow, it's such a long time. And we just got hit pretty hard with that red tide uh, last year. And I remember back when I was, um, I was guiding uh, in, in 04, I believe it was, uh, I started guiding out of a Hell's Bay Glade skiff. I was, you know, push pulling everywhere. And, and the red tide was real bad then. And the, the amazing thing with the red tide is how bad, how awesome the shrimp and the crabs come back. I heard you guys earlier talking about shrimp and, and how great shrimping is after a strong red tide. And I remember that happening in, in 04. And um, but my, my take is I have caught so many big trout lately uh, up here. It's, it's unreal. Um, on artificial gulp baits, I've caught so many big trout. Uh, my, my redfish activity down um, around Terra Verde, uh, Tarpon Key, um, you know, back in the day when I was guiding during the new moon in April and March, it was typical to catch 35 inches, you know, 30 of them, uh, you know, within that moon cycle, the new sure. moon. Yeah. Um, I haven't quite been on the reds this year, but my snook fishing was, was just fantastic. Um, if I could give a quick shout out to my, my nephew, Parker, he caught his first snook uh, down at the Skyway. He's, I nickname him now Snook Man. He's <laughs> all about 35 inches tall, and he caught a 36-inch snook. And, and, and the, 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 the snook fishing has just been awesome uh, this year. So my take on the, on the closures is that I think it's a little, I don't know, maybe a little aggressive. Uh, the, the, the fish seem to come back stronger than ever after red tides. That's what I've experienced over 30 years of, of red tides. Um, coming and going from, um, with my experience, Sarasota on up into here, Tarpon. And uh, we didn't really get hit with the red tide up in Tarpon Springs too hard. Uh, but uh, the, the fishery is awesome. I mean, there there's some awesome fish out there. So, and, and, and I've released so many big 18, 20-inch trout uh, up here, artificial and with, with white bait down south uh, around the Skyway. Um, it's good for the fishery, but... Um, I don't know if it, it, it might take it's, it, it, it probably should open up. It probably should open up. Well, I, I, Bill George and I had this conversation where, you know, the slot limit keeps getting, it seems to get smaller and smaller. And I said, well, these closures, yeah. you're going to have all these monstrously huge, uh, you know, snook, redfish, and trout that uh, would have been a slot fish, but now have, have uh, got past it and they're all sit out there swimming going, all right, now we're safe now. You know we're we're all yeah. good now, and uh, hey, we grew. We're big enough now to ride the roller coaster. I mean, you know, it's 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 like it, it, you have a good point. So so those fish get bigger, and um and and those fish move out to the beaches. You know, you, you have ten thousand snook. Uh, let's just go with the number nine thousand. You have nine thousand snook out on the beach. They're too big to keep. Okay, um, uh, so out of those nine thousand snook that are out on the beach. Only a third of them spawn each year, so they won't. The third that spawn this year won't spawn next year or the following year. They spawn every three years, so so then the, 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 that fishery starts getting stronger and those fish are bigger. But the window's so small to keep those fish, it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, and I'm always explaining that to my clients. So I teach them about what I've learned about snook fishing over 30 years and being involved with the snook foundation. Uh, and my friends that are uh, a part of the Snook Foundation, and 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 so, so yeah, you start seeing these bigger fish, and uh, but they're breeders, but it takes a while for them to uh, to to grow up into slot. And I usually keep about a snook a year, 
um, uh, because you know I just I I just love to throw I love to let him go. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, we're we're seeing a lot of big fish out there, and and uh, it's it's definitely a strong fishery. And we'll turn around, and for me, it's management by the numbers. We have management goals. When we hit those numbers, we should be able to keep fish. When we don't and we're in trouble, we shouldn't. And uh, they said from the beginning, snook were not majorly impacted by the red tide at all because they got up into the estuaries and that. It it really didn't impact them. Trout, they're everywhere, okay? Mm-hmm. Redfish, yep. eh. But we're, our assessments, our stock assessments are very, very healthy and above management goals, but there is a been a very vocal group of people out there namely the uh for for hire charter captains that are against keeping uh fish and they don't want to see the average guy be able to take one home for dinner you know so they're very good at lobbying the fwc and we'll see well you know uh, i'll give you a great example of that is uh, Brett, we're talking with uh, Captain uh, Brett Gamarat, uh, of course, owner and operator of Silver King Brewery. Uh, if you're on social media, which I know you are, and uh, in the fishing groups, I think it was not the Tampa Bay Fishing Group or something like that, but one of them where a guy put a, a picture of a redfish and a fillet knife and it was showing that he was having for dinner. <laughs> I got beat and up. I could not believe how bad they beat him up, man. And he was ah. like, he was like, uh, excuse me, I live on the East Coast. You know, we're having this redfish for dinner, and everybody just assumed that he was over here in Tampa Bay somewhere. And yeah. they, I mean, they slapped that guy around like he was, you know, uh, you know, killing newborns or something. It was crazy. For having- you know, what, what, my take is, and, and, and I heard my buddy um, Captain Mike Anderson say this the other day, and, and I agree with him 100%. I don't have a problem with someone taking that big fish. That We're, we're all going to die. Okay, and so are those, so are those fish, and 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 if you want to, you know, be responsible about it and and take that home, take it home. I have no problem with that, and and uh, and yeah, people just beat the heck up uh, out of people like that when you know they're over there on the east coast and stuff like that. Um, I'm uh, another thing about the red tide is a red tide comes in and like it, it comes in like uh, in in, str- in strings. The red tide comes in strings, if you will. Like, look, uh, fish can be alive on on one part of of the string than the other side, than the fish that are in the string that are getting suffocated. So a lot of fish survive. The strong survive. They take off into estuaries, like you just said. Um, they they know where to go to springs when they smell that yuck, and they just get get out of the way. What the media paints is a big old giant red ball over <laughs> Tampa Bay that red tide is everywhere and everywhere yeah. and everything's dying. Yeah, that's, and that's true. That's not the case. Yeah, we so talked about my best days fishing during a red tide. Yeah, red we tide. talked about it here on the show that uh, you know the way the media portrays it is it's literally like like this uh, marching army that just comes in out of the Gulf and just wipes out everything in front of it. And uh, I remember as a kid uh, back in the eighties, I, I, I kept. When this red tide and everybody was like, it's the end of the world type scenarios, I was like, dude, you must have obviously not gone through the red tide of the 80s because we had dead tarpon yeah. back in Riviera Bay, which is yeah. way back in the estuaries. And, and it was it was horrific, the amount of uh, monster snook. I'm talking 50 inches, not stuff that used to hang around Weedon Island. Because when we was kids, we owned Weedon Island. You know, I mean, there was no one there. Oh, yeah. No one, no one fished yeah. it. And uh, for us to go around and see... Uh, you know, dead tarpon and dead monster. I mean, forty-four inch redfish and everything else. We were like, "Holy crap!" You, 
but but you know what we did? We made the best of it. We drug it the, out there and we used them to catch blue crabs with. The, so it was bu- all good. The biggest kill, <laughs> right. the biggest kill I ever experienced was that big freeze that we had. Yeah, that was, and, that was and, horrible. And you talking about a bunch of big dead fish? You well, know? that was that, that, that sharpened my tarpon skills as a guide big time <laughs> yeah. in June because um, that killed us. That seriously hurt my snook fishery on the beaches uh, in June that year, and and so. You know, back to what I was talking about earlier with the 9,000 snook that go out on the beach and a third of them um, spawn every uh, three years. Um, I've seen that fishery come back strong after after that cold. But, um, you know, one thing you're talking about, Brayden, uh, is um, back, in, uh, back in the days, you just had Channel 8, Channel 10, Channel 13. That's right. You didn't have all these other news networks and social media blowing everything up out of proportion and stuff no, like you're that. you're right. You're right. This, to me always come back stronger after red tides i just think it it, it i just i just it, it's sad to see all the dead fish you know the clean water thing down south is a very very serious issue uh, and i'm so thankful for captain chris whitman is heading that up we got to do something about that um but man, we, we just remember red tides all the time yeah and and, uh, and, and the, the the bloom from the you know the dies on uh of the of that algae and uh and, and now it's getting is it getting you know a catalyst from what's going on down south? I, I don't know. I'm not the expert there. I brew beer and I catch fish. That's true. And, uh, well, you, you do both of those things very well. We're talking with Captain Brett uh, Gamrot. If you uh, don't know about him, uh, two things. He's a great fisherman, been here for a 1,000 years. And, of course, he uh, got off his high horse and went and opened up Silver King Brewery, which really brews some really great beer. I mean, even David Doble brags on your crap, so that tells you something. I'm going to find out tonight. Yeah, so uh, uh, listen, Brett, can you hang on for us? I know Vince is itching to ask you something about Big Sugar or something. I don't know. Come on, man. (laughs) Seriously. I'll do the best I can. All right, well, then hang on on a second because we know you're such a great sugar plantation guy. So hang on a second. Bunch of jerks. All right, we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. Don't go nowhere. We're talking with Captain Brett Camrot, owner of Silver King Brewery. We're going to take a fast one brought to you by G5 Feet and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Wild Outdoors, Raining Saturday Morning, Braden Gun, Vince Noble, Bill George, Diego, and on the phones this morning, Captain uh, Brent Gamrot, owner and operator of the uh, Silver King Brewery. If you have not gone up there and hung out with him, uh, it's a great, great place, great beer, good food, it's all good. I'm uh, going out there tonight, man. I cannot wait. You cannot got, wait. You got hunting tomorrow. You can't be I out there slugging down on. barley pops all I'm night. I'm going to go see Brett. I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to Clearwater Beach to do a little shark for a little bit, and then I'm going to go home, take a nap, and then go hunting. You're going to be the most useless hog hunter on the planet tomorrow. <laughs> Brett, don't keep him out late. Don't let him stay there all night talking your ear off, because once that Sicilian gets oiled up, man, it's all over. It's I'll it. make sure he has that Silver King Strike Golden Blonde versus this versus the uh, Marshall Jones Double IPA, kind of less uh, less ABV to it, a 5.5 versus a 9, so he'll be all right. All right, he'll I'll let you right. know talking. Jesus, at the end of that, I kept waiting to hear, hut, hut! I mean, it was like, uh, it was literally like call it, signals out If there. he takes his hat off, he's a Silver King. Oh, uh, you oh, are kind yeah, of Silver King. Kinda, look at that. Actually, yeah, you man. know what? It's getting as white as sugar. 
It's nice. <laughs> looks, like, <laughs> looks like sugar sand. <laughs> you and me are going to fight. Uh, Captain yeah. Brent, uh, things are going good uh, for you up there. I know that you guys are getting back in it. Uh, of yeah. course, with Silver King, everything's with the everything kind of lifting up and all that stuff. But I know that Vince has been chomping at the bit. He wanted to ask you about something. Uh, I don't know. He said it was really important. But well, no, he was talking about tarpon fishing. I know he's getting excited with the new moon and the crab flush coming. Oh, so it's not so that. It's not that important. That, so anyway, no, it is important. No, it's not. Everybody knows about the but, crab but flush. The other and, cool thing we're talking about is actually uh, Brett and I have been talking, and we're going to be featuring Silver King in an, an upcoming episode of Living the Water Life. What's that? What's living the water life? I've never heard of that before in my You're life. So full of crap, dude. What is that? What did, what did he tell you? Did he tell you it's like some famously I huge didn't say TV nothing about show famous or anything? Or huge. God, dude, I can't believe you're out there. Like everything, man. I, you, you, we got to start somewhere. Well, that that's that's true. And at the bottom is a good place to I start. I got a little brewery. I got a little brewery. I'm trying to grow it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, that. We're going out on what the 19th. We're going to go with Mike Allsot. Yeah, we're going to take Mike out and do some. Why fishing? are you taking Mike out? He's the worst fisherman on the planet. Oh yeah, he is. You got to take uh, you got to take uh, Dave. Dave's a much better fisherman. The Yoder, Yoder's Yoder a good Yoder's a good fisherman too. He is. Uh, all the big lime. I got to know Yoder. I got to know Yoder pretty well. I never got to fish with him though. He's a super nice guy. No, nah, he's a good. He's uh, not only a good fisherman. He's a good shooter. He's the only guy I know that uh, literally went out to uh, John Howell's place and shot an elk at around six hundred yards on top of a mountain to another mountain because they didn't feel like walking down the hill and then back up the other hill. He, uh-huh. he shot across the valley with a 300 Ultra Mag, basically dropped wow. it dropped it in his tracks. So <laughs> that's, my, that's my dream right there. Because he was like, man, I don't want to walk all the way down this mountain and then back up the other side. Can't I just shoot it from here? And they're like, if you think you can hit, bang! <laughs> it was like, get, get the truck. We're going to drive over and pick it up. We're not... Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because one of the things I wanted to is add this for a charity the, thing. What are you guys no, doing? We're just going to go just doing it for the show. Oh, you're going to take Mike out for the show? Yeah, yeah, we're going to do the filming at the brewery and then go out fish with Mike. Well, you know he doesn't go anywhere without them boys of his. So you know they're <laughs> going to be Brett fishing. Said that the other day. They're going to be fishing too. So <laughs> I love fishing with Griffin too. I've been fishing with Griffin since he was a peanut. Yeah, they've uh, they've, um, they've always been involved, but. Yeah, he don't do nothing without them boys. We better get a tailor oh, boat. Yeah. I don't he's know if we're going to He's a super dad and, and, and a great coach of uh, Griffin. Griffin's up at the University of Western Michigan right now. We're hoping he gets his start this year as a quarterback. Very nice. And, um, uh, he's a he's a heck of a fisherman. Uh, over the years, I watched him develop you know a way way better touch than his old man. But well, you know, it was funny. I was I was on the boat with them the other day fishing and. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was like, hey, are you, uh, what's your bench now, Griffin? And he goes, well, I don't really bench that much because I'm a quarterback. You know, I've probably benched about 250. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. I go, yeah, and that, that was his senior year in high school. And then I said to Mike, Mike, what did you bench your senior year in high school? 465. Yeah. <laughs> With his feet. <laughs> He's still in great shape, man. He is. I'm waiting for him to come out of retirement and start running in the back backfield with Gronkowski. That'd be nice. You know, it's funny when you when you see some of the old players uh, from the Super Bowl team, they still look great. I mean, Yodi does too, but I think that's because, yep. you know, he's out there coaching and he's trying to uh, set an example for those young men out there and uh, trying yep. to do their thing. There's others who, uh, you know, played on defensive side who've gained numerous, numerous pounds and uh, are oh, yeah. happy, happy with their lives. But uh, for the ones who stayed here, I think even like Maneki. You know, he's doing real estate and stuff, but he still looks great. Yep. And last time I saw oh, yeah. Jerry, he still looked great. Jerry looks like he can still hit. I know. And it's, <laughs> well, you got to remember, they were in their 20s, dude, playing. And so when you see him now, that 
you think they're old men because they're in their late 30s or 40s, and you're like, dude, man, these guys look like they can still play. But it's totally different when you're 24 as in 44, But uh, as Brett knows. Yeah, I mean, Mike is still in great shape. I tell you know, friends, ask me all the time, is he still you know, in good shape? I'm like, heck yeah, man. The other day he was giving me a bunch of crap about not catching fish, and he finally started catching some red fish, and he was giving me some, you know, giving me the business, and man, I, 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 I leaned back and slapped him on the butt as hard as I could, you know, while he was fighting a red fish, just messing with him, and I felt like I hit a granite countertop. <laughs> well, he used to always come up in the locker room. He'd come up and he'd pat my belly, and he'd come up and he'd pat my belly and go, "You need to get that down a bit." And I'd be like, yeah, "Man, he gives me he gives me a little bit of problems too, man. Yeah. I put on a little bit of weight since I, yeah. since I, I met my girl Lisa, who's listening downstairs. Apparently, Alexa knows y'all, so she pulled <laughs> you up on Alexa. Sorry, and uh, and uh, she, uh, we just got engaged, so I'm a lucky man there. Yeah, congratulations! Hi to her. Thank yeah. you. Poor is, woman. Is it her fault or is it the brewery's fault? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah she got beer goggles. Beer goggles. The brewery's fault. And uh, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, the other day Mike called me Santa Claus while we were fishing. I'm like, man, that's it. I gotta get back. To you know what I always did whenever he would do that? I go, don't be jealous because I can shoot better than you. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> yeah. That's because uh, I mean the first I I took him out on his very first ever hog hunt, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen. Uh, I said, Mike, why were you so scared of that pig, man? It's no big deal. He goes, man, I've never looked at, I never shot anything like that before. I said, you run uh, at I'm men old. who are trying to kill you. There's five hundred thousand pounds of meat <laughs> on the other side. You run at it like it's, like it's nothing. He goes, yeah, but they're not trying to kill me. I go, they're trying to kill you. I mean, that's he said, that's like a hundred pound pig. Don't worry about it. Just shoot it. Man, that's 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 the one guy that could turn Tampa Stadium upside down. Man, he was just the best. No, he was a good dude. Well, you guys have fun on your little trip. Make yeah, sure you take wait, lots man. of pictures. Yeah, and uh, and I, I'm serious. Don't try to keep him out. I know Vince likes to do everything hey. all at once, but he's got a hog hunt. He's got to concentrate on tomorrow. Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing him tonight, and uh, we'll we'll have a good night up there tonight. Uh, hopefully, you're up there, Vince, when Sweet Lick takes the stage because they're they're the best duo I've ever seen doing this brewery for five years now, and. Uh, and having live bands come in there, um, Sweet Lick and another band. We're coming out with an Oyster Bone beer. Uh, there's another nice. band called Oyster Bone. And uh, so we're doing a tribute beer to them as well. And what we did uh, with the with the stout is we bought a half bushel of oysters, and we, we stuck it in a uh, cage, what? and we lowered the oysters down into the boil for 15 minutes and boiled oysters. What? And so we're going to have an oyster stout coming out in July. What in the world I'm does that taste intrigued. like? I don't hey. know. Hey, what does that even come taste on out like? And try it, man. You'll be surprised. There's another brewery. Um, That's crazy uh, talk. There's a brewery out in there's a brewery in Nashville that, that did it. You know, to to give them credit, and uh, you know, it's got that oyster kind of feel to the stout. A little hot really, sauce really in the beer. We're good to go. Wow, man. Yeah. I guess people drink clamato. Part of it when you pull it out of the boil. When you pull it out of the boil, uh, we got to sit there and eat. Eat oh, yeah, sure. You can't let them go to waste. A little cocktail sauce. Well, I'm right definitely going to be there tonight, man. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see those uh, world-famous uh, tap handles you got there. Oh, yeah, that's, um, you know, I was talking about the tarpon back uh, uh, in 1990, and um, and ever since then, and, and guiding on tarpon and, and you know catching you know, with my clients many, many tarpon over the years, I, uh, um, my, my partner's John Troyer and Wayne Gonzalez, and... Uh, uh, you know, when you listen to Ron and Ian during the week, they always talk about Wayne Gonzalez, and Ian always talks about Silver King. And uh, and 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 I had this idea while fishing one day, of of while I was brewing some beer, we had out on the boat at Egmont Key. I came up with the idea like in 2010, and and uh, I just had this idea of a tarpon uh, jumping as a tap handle. So 
when you see that beer out out there, that's the uh, Silver King uh, Strike uh, with the tarpon jumping as the tap handle. And then we also have a Silver King uh, Strike, and we also have a Bonefish Amber Ale that's really, really good. Nice. So those are the two beers we have in circulation out there. And and uh, so I just couldn't wait to start my brewery one day and, and, and go with that niche. And if you come to our brewery, the old jail bar is, you know, full of all kind of fishing stuff and, you know, antiques and, and it's it's really really you know cool atmosphere like a, a old time fisherman's bar that you would step into you know so it's got a really cool feel to it and all of our beers are fish names we got we got blowfish Betty we got honeymoon snook we have uh, uh, some you know other names that you know uh, that you know and, you know three rooker stout we have a lot of really cool uh, beers out there we got like thirteen beers on tap right now and uh, and 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 I'm really really thankful to uh, the craft the craft beer society they 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 hung in there during this covid thing and they're they're coming back out supporting us and i can't be more thankful i'm looking forward to it i'll be up there about 7 30 tonight i want you to bring me back one of those cans of uh, the oyster stuff because i've never heard of a beer that you could drink and still use for chum for sheep's head that's awesome (laughs) there you go that is an awesome thing well brett captain brett we appreciate the call this morning man we'll talk again soon i'm sure we'll get to hear all about your adventures with vince that ought to be exciting I'd love to call back, and uh, thank you very much. And I'll see you tonight, Vince. And, yes, uh, sir. Look forward to do it, shooting that show. All right, man. It'll we'll, be a blast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the call. we got to take a break. That's Captain Thanks. Brent Gamrod, of course, owner-operator of Silver King Brewery up there in uh, Tarpon Springs. If you want to get up there tonight and go hang out with Vince, just promise me you won't keep him out all night. Otherwise, Bill George will just run him into the ground tomorrow. I got monster. I'm good. You'll be run. Dude, once that wears off, <laughs> you're going to be asleep in a mud hole. Seriously. All right, we're going to take a fast one. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're waking up. Thank you, Good Diego. Song. Here we go. Big and Wild Outdoors. Breaking Gun, Vince Noble, uh, Bill George, and Diego. Thanks again to uh, Captain Brent Gamrot, owner-operator of Silver King Brewery, for calling in today and uh, giving us an earful for about 20 minutes. If you missed, of course, any moment of that, you can always go back and check us out on the podcast. You can go check us out at uh, bigandwild.com. We have past shows put on there. And then, of course, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher and Look what at else? You moving up in the world. Listen, I turn around. I know we got a little bit of time here before the top of the hour. And I, I asked you where be... else are we located, and you're going right oh, into your FWC spiel. What the hell? Hey, if you want to hunt public land, wait. Where the heck are we listening else besides the? <laughs> Go on BigandWild.com, go to podcast, and then he'll list all the places that we're at. Yeah, Vince. Listen. Golly. If you do not apply by June 15th, this is the last weekend, this is when all your quotas are due. So, like myself, who just lost my lease, okay, I'm going to be hunting public land a little bit more. Well, thanks for the warning. It's it's very critical (laughs) that if you want to hunt something decent, that you got to go in there and apply 
now by June 15th to be able to turn around and, and go out there and, and hunt. So Yeah, well, you got to do that now or you forever hold your peace, basically. I mean, there's rumps and stomps, so, but June 15th. Yeah, the, so that's for your quotas and when you get in early. Yes, quotas, special opportunity yeah. hunts, deer hunts, hog hunts. Running dogs, not dogs, whatever you want to do. Weren't you saying, too, they want you to call if you see turkeys now? Oh, yeah. FWC also has a thing survey out right now where they turn around between June 1st and August 31st. If you see turkeys, hens with poults, they want you to go ahead and report it. Gobblers, jakes, whatever. You go to myfwc.com, hunting. Then there's a picture of a turkey. Then it's report wild turkey sightings. Here Why are we go. working for free? Here Why we are we working for free? Listen, you, you know got to do everything you can to, to help them. This is the thing that I don't understand. Goliath Grouper, okay, came up when we had the statewide survey. Oh, no, we don't want you to report Goliath Grouper. We don't want to <laughs> report was, Goliath Grouper. Point. They want to know about turkeys. <laughs> That's kind of my but, point. But they don't want to know about Goliath Grouper. Well, they We're, certainly didn't want to know about the uh, the new arrival from what other country he was putting 20-inch snook into his igloo out in Fort DeSoto. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you call them and report that. They're like, well, well, if we got somebody in the area, we'll have them go check it out. Yeah, thanks for nothing. So, But if you, wanna, if you want to help out FWC and report the turkeys that you're seeing, whether or not it's any turkeys, you could just go to myfwc.com, like I said, Go to hunting, turkey, report wild turkey sightings, and there's a link there. Good luck trying to find that stuff. It's always a nightmare on the website. Uh, joining us on the phone this morning all the way from Panavista Vista Lodge on beautiful Crystal Lake Panasofka, Mr. Jim Veal. Good morning, Jimmy. How you doing? This ain't Jim Veal. No, uh, this yeah. is Eddie. Oh, no, this is read Jim. The, read, the, read the thing. No, I'm, I'm saying it's Jim. I'm going to call him Jim and see what he's saying. I can't see that. I see Jim Veal written up there and hey. then, uh, then Eddie. Who's Eddie? Eddie. Good morning, Big Shrek. Oh, that Eddie. <laughs> what are you doing, good man? Good morning, Shrek. And good morning, Magnum. Yeah, we wow. got Magnum, Shrek, and Big Shug. It's all good, man. You going to make it up to the Pan Fist Challenge? Uh... Probably not. What the uh, heck, man? I, Why aren't you coming? I think I'm getting the Cuban redneck out there. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he's gonna bring his kid oh, up there. Oh well, I might. Depends on what I got. My girlfriend has. Oh. Going on that day, but uh, you know, she might have a Father's Day surprise along with my daughter. So we'll get you some scratch to go with that hand pack. <laughs> I might. Ooh. I could. <laughs> I could pick you up some. I, I could pick you up some laying crumbles out of G five if you want me to. I'll get you fifty pounds of it. Cutting, cutting deep. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we hope you would be able to make it out. Stitches for that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'd hope you'd be able to make it out for it anyway. You know, uh, we'd love to see you out there. I know you've been really, really I'm busy. I'm gonna go out there and just shoot the crap and stuff like that. And sure. After that, leave and go to my brother's. He lives up. Up in that neck of the woods. Yeah, go out there, grab a grab a couple of get a free lunch or something, hang out, and talk, and then uh, zippity do not get out. It's all good. Um, but I know you, I, I know you've been busy. I know you truckers, man. You guys, the, God bless you. You've been on the road uh, through this whole C nineteen thing. You guys never stopped. So good on you for that. Nope. One. We stay we stay rolling. Yeah, that's a blessing. Actually, I mean, I'm in a in a um. 
part of the economy that has to keep moving for civilization to keep going. So it's a blessing. At least I'm blessed and not the 42 million people that are without a job. So yeah, I well, count my blessings. Well, hopefully that'll be turning around quite quickly. So, uh, But uh, you're out there doing your thing. Are you going out and doing anything? Hey, on- I- Go ahead. Yeah, we're going to do some uh shoot some plays if this drill drizzling stops it's still drizzling up here a little bit not raining hard but just enough to uh mess you up you going over to fish hawk or where are you going no i'm going to my back pasture uh, Ooh. you didn't see him on oh wait you, you don't do social media i haven't been very his active. uh his uh better half went out and bought a nice electronic uh, a clay thrower. I mean, really, one of the ones you yeah. see out at like Fishhawk yeah. where you load. And uh, they were sitting out there, shooting them out there in the back pasture. I was like, man, that that would be nice. Yeah. So yep. we was, had a good time. So we're going to do that again. Hey, is that Silver King Brewery? Is that a restaurant or just a brewery? No, they they got food out there. They got uh, you know, otherwise they couldn't be open. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where. They have food. They got uh, beer. They make all that stuff there. It's actually a really good place. And Brett's been out there for for a long time now. I, d- I didn't get a chance. Yeah, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to go up there, but I've never. I see it come up on my Facebook feed here and there, and I've been meaning to go up there. I might go up there this afternoon or tonight. I think he was one of the what? first ones who jumped into the uh, craft beer thing, uh, just after. Um, Tampa Bay Brewing Company didn't when they opened or something. It's, they were like almost at the same four, time, four or five ish years. Yeah, you, you know what Vince looks like, right? Of course he does. I, I'm sure. If not, he'll show. He'll do a post here with a, you know, <laughs> his picture. Just make sure when you walk in, if he's there, you go big sugar. <laughs> Eddie, don't don't do me like that, man. <laughs> Eddie's gone. What'd you do? Did you hang up on him, Diego? What the? Was he mad? Did he talk to you or something? He's, like, he's there and he's gone. Uh, he's gone. He had some weird crackling uh, yeah. bouncing off of Mars or something. But uh, So your words fell on deaf ears there, Bill. No, so, he, heard, he was listening on the radio. So, Ed, thank you so much for calling this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, Silver King Brewery, where is it located exactly up there in Tarpon Springs? Uh, yes. I have no idea. You got the computer? You're going there. You I, said you're going tonight. I'm going tonight. I'll just I'll figure Springs it out is later. not a very big spot. It's, it's that way. <laughs> so you go north on US 19 till you hit Tarpon Springs. Al- alternate 19. So you basically turn right or left. Yes. Wait, alternate night. Oh, yeah, you're going up the Seminole. You're going up the back way. Taking the back way. Well, if you go up 19, you can hit there, too, and it's like there's nothing there but a cell tower. Yeah. and the, the scenic route. The scenic route. I just looked it up. He's at 325 East Lemon Street. Lemon Street? Look at Bill doing radio. Look at there. Look at there. I don't even know where Lemon Street is. I have is. no idea where Lemon Street's at. I don't get up to Tarpon very often. Man. It's it's looks like it's one block south of Tarpon Avenue. On 19th side or the alternate 19th side? <laughs> he's trying to get directions. While you're at it, Bones, you go ahead and write that down for him, uh, Bill George. So he's got the directions right there. Not it's like in didn't... between the two 19s. There you go. Okay. So you go either way. Well, Eddie, if you're still listening, man, I'll be out there probably around 7.30. So come on by and say hello. You're going to make him drive all the way from Lakeland he out there? Just said, he's Zephyr Hills. He just said he's going to probably go out there anyways. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's probably an easy shot for him. It's just straight across. There you go. Come on out. Have a beer. Yeah. Don't keep him out late. He's got a hog hunt to do tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about dragging booty all out there all day from Bill George calling me going, 
Man, Vince was just a lump of sugar out there melting in the rain. It was horrible. It's like a big wet bag of Dixie crystals out there dragging him through there. He was good. Fine, he man. was good for about three hours, and I I'll couldn't keep him awake. Don't worry about me. I'll be all right. The monster energy wore off, and next thing you know, I look over in the in the in the tree stand. He's over there. Look, man, I got the camera. We're gonna be doing. I don't know, man. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. I'll be good. Diego, you're you gonna go? Are you in on this, or are you not gonna go? Are you are you are you gonna go? At least I can count on one guy shooting a hog. Are you going tomorrow? Yeah. I just kind of remembered I have to work tomorrow. Just so, kind of remember uh, just yeah. now. Are you just kind of not, not just, just wanting to go? Hey, we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, "Ah, oh, geez, I'm not going to be able to go. I have to." Work. You know, this is the bad thing. You know, when you were playing with Diego, it was like two weeks out. Every show was like, "Don't forget, coming up next Saturday, you got to make two sure you do this." It was, it was like one day. It was like the day before. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this, <laughs> and then that the other thing, and then it was all recipe, recipe, recipe. Oh, for the cooking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant to go hunting. Yeah, and then uh, you know he does the same thing to Vince. By the way, if you're going to do nothing next weekend, we'll go and go hog hunt. Okay, I'll go. I'm in, Fuzzy. Yeah, come on. So you're backing out? I guess he, so, yeah. He has to Wait, what time do you get to work? Um, 12 to 5. So. Oh, you'll be good. Nah, you're pooched. <laughs> he's pooched. He can't nah. go. He's, he's screwed. <laughs> if well, it wasn't all the way in, like, BFE, BFE over yeah. there. It's an hour north of here, man. It's yeah, not that far away. An hour north and then an hour drive south. Yeah, I never think of the drive back. And then butchering. Well, yeah, that takes some time. But you got that down pat. You got Don't you have the Rona? Razor blade, you're all good. If I had a private jet or a helicopter, I'd be there. Jeez. Just don't wear your mask. It'll be all right. (laughs) You need a mask while you're out (laughs) hunting in a tree stand? Seriously? I don't think so. So it's just going to be you and Suge tomorrow? Looks that way? Unless you want to go. I can't go tomorrow. No, I can't go tomorrow. I'm gonna put Otherwise, him in a tree stand, and I'm gonna start going out there pulling, pulling other tree stands. I got, I got work to do. Oh, that's right. You got to vacate the property. I got to vacate the property. That Are you gonna sucks. be in front of me or behind me? That really sucks. What do you mean? Like when you're working, <laughs> you won't be able to see me. You won't be able to hear. You're leaving me. him alone. You're gonna leave him alone in a tree stand. And I'm gonna put a video camera on him so you can watch. <laughs> Are you perv? <laughs> he didn't leave you alone out there. I mean, he I didn't did leave him alone for a little bit. What did you have to go answer the call of nature or something? No, I went and got some McDonald's. I brought him back a cheeseburger. <laughs> <I did>. and <laughs> well, you got that to look forward to tomorrow, Vince. So hey, I'm going to spend the day by myself in the woods. I'll, I'll go put him in the tree stand and I'll go back and get the Hardee's uh, biscuit and raisins. You're going to be out there by yourself in the woods, up in a tree stand. Don't disappoint me. Don't screw it up. I'm not going to screw it up. And don't wait for Bill George. If you see a hog, whap him. Done. And and then then be patient. Don't get out. Don't get out of the tree stand. Wait a few minutes because the ones that were within the scatter, they'll come back. Now you can whap another one. Well, he'll come back and we'll have four hogs on the ground. There you go. And then spend the rest of the Carlos got three. See? Patience. I'm going to hit four. Patience. Yeah. <laughs> Four legs. I think maybe. we're going to give him one bullet. But you can reuse it. Don't worry. He'll be fine. Okay. I'll Just dig it out. Run down, dig it out, stick it back in the end. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about liberals and guns when we come back in hour number three. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Stay right here. Hour three is just around the corner. We'll be right to back. I promise you.